I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, March 21st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, this is a pretty interesting number. $139 billion is the potential size of the Canadian quantum computing industry by 2045, and Ericsson Canada is planning to get in early, establishing a new research hub in Quebec. Quantum computers, it's crazy that's happening now and this quickly. Are you concerned about the pace of technology these days, Well, you know, we were talking about it before we uh, came on. I do love AI. It's my new favorite thing. Yeah, maybe it's going to turn against us at some point, but it is making some things in life a lot easier. So quantum computing, I'm not afraid of it. Bring it on. If you're going to bring it on, bring it on in Canada. Yeah. If you are scared about AI, I think our sister podcast, Free Lunch by the Peak, has a fun episode coming out that's going to make you feel even worse. And so uh, that's a teaser, but it's just crazy. The stuff that was science fiction not long ago is now becoming real and it's cool to see and, you know, I'm concerned, but I'm also excited about what that's going to mean for the world. What it's going to mean for our respective jobs, Brett, too. The podcasting, that's at least five years away, Jay. We got five more. <laughs> Let's hope so. I could use a good five years. Brett, aside from robots, computers, and AI taking our jobs, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, the banking system at risk. For our second story, closing the Napster of libraries. And for our last story, new Starbucks CEO. For our first story, a coalition of central banks, including Canada, the United States, the EU, England, Japan, and Switzerland, came together to keep U.S. dollars circulating through an achy, breaky banking system. Yeah, so here's what's driving the news on that, Jay. So these central banks agreed to increase the frequency of U.S. dollar swaps from a weekly to a daily basis to ease strains in global funding markets. That's cool, but what does that mean, Brett? Well, the Federal Reserve of the U.S. lends U.S. dollars to other central banks by doling out money in exchange for their respective currencies. The Fed swaps back the currencies at the loan's end at the original exchange rate and collects interest. The Fed usually offers swaps once a week, but will now offer them daily until at least the end of April. The banks reached a similar agreement in March 2020 when funds dried up for many banks following the onset of the pandemic. And here's why it matters. Even after UBS rescued Credit Suisse, concerns remain this month's spree of banking failures could further contaminate the global financial system. To qualm these fears, central banks are ensuring they're flush with greenbacks in case of a liquidity crunch. A steady flow of American dollars is vital for non-U.S. banks as they often have lots of USD-denominated obligations, and USD can be hard to come by in times of mass financial stress. Here's what's next. The Fed will announce its interest rate hike decision Wednesday. Since the Fed's hikes were seen as perhaps the major factor in Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, which you may recall kicked off this whole situation, more experts believe it will press the pause button to give banks a breather. But with inflation still running too hot, others, well, they're not so sure. For our second story, book publishers are trying to shut down the Napster of libraries. Jay, I cannot confirm or deny if I've seen these services or used these services before, but for those who haven't, how do they work? Okay, well, a U.S. federal court heard arguments yesterday from book publishers who alleged that Internet Archive's open library is doing, quote unquote, digital piracy on an industrial scale. They're doing that by lending out temporary digital copies of their physical books, a practice called controlled digital lending or CDL. Now, CDL advocates say it's not fundamentally different from conventional library lending, which gives lots of people access to a single purchase book that people pass around. Brett, to catch you up, starting in 2016, the nonprofit would lend out one digital copy per physical book that it owns. But when the pandemic restricted access to physical libraries, Internet Archive launched a national emergency library program to lend out any number of digital copies per book. 
Now that didn't go down well with the publisher Hatchet, which filed suit in partnership with Penguin Random House, HarperCollins, and John Wiley and Sons. Google won a similar court battle in 2015 over its searchable Google Books Index, but that service only shows users a snippet of a book rather than a whole digital copy. And here's why it matters. The publishers aren't just going after internet archives. They're attacking the whole CDL idea, arguing that libraries should have to buy special licensing rights for digital copies of publishers' books. A federal ruling in their favor could chill CDL among other libraries and cut off access to hundreds of thousands of publications for users around the world, including Canada. Internet Archive's Canadian branch has digitized over 600,000 items from Canadian libraries, and they've seen half a billion downloads. A lot of downloads. Now to zoom out. Internet Archives has a bunch of projects beyond just open library, including the Wayback Machine search service for archived web pages, and a ruling against it could bankrupt it, jeopardizing all of that work. For our third story, Starbucks is welcoming a new CEO two weeks ahead of schedule. Laxman, Narisaman, will unseat the coffee chain's founder and three-time CEO, Howard Schultz, who returned to the company last year, earning a $1 salary to help write the ship and mentor his successor. So Narissa Min has spent the last five months integrating himself into the company, learning how stores operate, and even earning a coveted barista certification. That is coveted. To catch you up, Schultz had kicked off revamp plans last spring, committing $450 million to modernize locations. This includes new barista technology to increase efficiency and more drive-through only cafes and digital ordering options to cater to the on-the-go customers. Now, it's happening because Starbucks is taking a hard, hard look in the mirror as a global economic slowdown, high coffee prices, and upset baristas weigh on the company. Shares slumped harder than this writer after a midday caffeine crash, dropping 15% last year alone. Now, Narisaman's first order of business will be trying to beat back the unionization push happening at locations across the U.S. and increasingly in Canada. Here's the bottom line. After finishing 2022 strong as consumers slurped up more pricey cold drinks, which will soon be easier to make thanks to new tech, Narisaman is expected to keep up the momentum. We'll get a clearer picture of what's next after Thursday's earnings call. Brett, can I put a little side comment in here? Always. There happens to be a beautiful new Starbucks in Toronto at the corner of Bathurst and College. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. Is it at the, it's in the, not that people care, but it's in the bank building. It's in the bank building across the street from Sneaky D's, if that's the giveaway. And it is beautiful. And it is also surprising, given that so many Starbucks have closed over the past year and a half, two years, that a new one opened and it's in that bank building on that prominent corner. So I don't know if that's a precursor to this new CEO's tenure, but it is a beautiful building. Okay. Well, look, if you're in the greater Toronto area, get there while you can. I'll meet you there. Peakbells, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good caffeine-filled day, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.